Coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Noll, and I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? Yeah. It's, it's been so long. Too long, Mike. I'm I'm so I'm just so nervous. Were you were you when every time you pause like that, I know there's a bit coming, and the longer you pause, the more sure I am you actually started with nothing. And nothing is coming. <laughs> it's it's just been so long. I I can't I think I forget how to how to do it. I mean, typically you just say something relevant to the movie that we're doing. Will you, will you be patient with me and kind? I'll be gentle. Thank you. Thank you. Be 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 gentle and kind, please. And soft. So. Um, but I'm, I'm doing all right, all things considered. I think everyone's doing all right, all things considered right now, right? For the listener, we're recording this before the episode you just saw. So this is actually the first time Madison and I have sat down to record since... Uh june probably june, june yeah june uh maybe maybe, maybe later than that jesus because i, I so forget i forget when and uh when uh equalizers endgame came out um <laughs> we're not calling it that equalizers endgame it was though it was the avengers the you Even- should know you were there the avengers it's been so long i said be gentle to be fair to the listener it was obviously everyone you were there but you weren't present that's true that's very true there were enough people in the Avengers one, I can I could kind of coast. <laughs> like the, Sorry, you deserved it. Yeah. After fifty one episodes. Yeah, you know, because I haven't coasted through any of those before. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't like Vietnam War movie dragged your body off the battlefield of a pitch before. Yeah, but yeah, like I think I'm doing all right, all things considered. Working from home, I basically live at the desk that I'm sitting at now, so might as well play at it too. I've sewn my legs into the chair that I'm in just because for convenience, like I just never need to leave. Why didn't you just tie them? Like tie yourself to the chair. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, how are you doing, Mike? I'm doing good. I'm also working from home now, uh, finally. So that's pretty good. The hours are pretty short, so I have a lot of time on my hands still. Yeah. Time enough to watch Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog. As we're recording this. Uh, it is, we'll peel this back too. It's the 29th of March. In two days, Sonic actually comes out. Oh, really? Uh, video on oh, demand. I did not know that. So, yep, I pre-ordered it already. So that's what I'm doing on yeah. the 31st. What, like, a like, I don't know if you followed, like, um, like the trajectory of Jesus. Yeah, yeah the trajectory of Jesus, his rise to the top. Um, <laughs> taking no, taking no prisoners. For, real quick. Yeah, the trajectory of Jesus is also a trademarked <laughs> uh, band or whatever name of the Equalizers. Um, is it a faith metal band or is it not? It has to be a really bad faith Christian rock album. It's a concept album about the life and times of like life and death of Jesus Christ. Got it, got it. It's like um, what's that? Uh, what's that Kiss album about the boy in the boat, Elder, or something like that? Yes, and I've heard it. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, Sonic. <laughs> I, what I was saying is, I don't know if you have uh, if you followed the trajectory of this movie, um, kind of. But I've been listening to a podcast called The Doughboys for a mm-hmm. while, um, and they one of their frequent guests was actually one of the original writers of the original script for it. Oh, really? And they like went to like Japan to talk to like the the heads of Sega to like get their pitch approved and everything i don't know how much of their original concept actually ended up in the movies but um i've i've been following this for a long time so then when like all this stuff about the horrible animation came out i'm like oh man this is too perfect i wanted them to keep the abomination sonic so badly because i honestly in my heart believed this was going to be our generation super mario bros the movie yeah that this was going to be just a burning garbage fire of a movie that i was going to love immensely because it was so stupid and bad and it turns out i love it so deeply for the exact opposite reason yeah it's pretty good like it was pretty pretty solid i admittedly was on edibles <laughs> watching it well uh, i wasn't and i can tell you it's 
it is a pretty paint by the numbers plot with like character yeah. beats and stuff. But a thing that I love is that clearly the movie just wanted to be fun and they realized any attempt at innovation or making it a good, like new story was poison to that. So they just made it a super fun movie. Which is great because if you follow the trajectory of the Sonic games, that's all they've done for the last like 20 mm-hmm. years of just like trying to innovate and like change things. It's like, no, people just. They just want their fast hedgehog eating his chimichangas. No. Yeah. That's no, Deadpool. That's, that's Deadpool. He wants chili dogs. Uh, chili dogs. Chili dogs. I will say, shout out to James Marsters or James Marston. Which one is it, James Marsters? I think it's Marsters. One of them is the is the voice actor for Red Dead Redemption, and the other is Cyclops. So, whatever. The guy who plays the main dude for just coasting through that movie, like, barely trying, but still doing it. He didn't best. have to. I mean... He didn't. Ben Schwartz really was the star. I mean, he was Sonic, and yeah. everyone else was just there to play off of him or be Jim Carrey. Like, that's yeah. pretty much, those were the two roles that were not Sonic. Yes, let's please talk about Jim Carrey, because I leaned over to my friend who I was watching it with, and I was like, okay, so on a scale of 1 to 10, how Jim Carrey is Jim Carrey going to be in this movie? And I, I said, oh, he's going to be like a 5, and he was probably like an 11. It's like Jim Carrey ate both of the Ace Ventura movies before he went on set, because that's how Jim Carrey he was. It leads me to one of my favorite bits, and like I don't know how much we want to really deep dig in, but it's the part where Jim Car- where Doctor Robotnik's character is uh, doing his whole dance sequence in the in the lab or whatever, and then his like assistant guy like shows up in the middle of it and scares him, and he's like jamming with him too. It's like a it's like a half a second like shot of the dude like holding two lattes like getting into like Dr. Robotnik's dance. <laughs> I was on the floor laughing. It was probably mostly the edibles that got me there, but like it was just like hilarious. It was so good. But yeah, I agree. Ben Schwartz and Jim Carrey carried the movie. Everyone else was just like, okay. I liked Jim Carrey. It just really felt like it was just Jim Carrey, though. Like, he was so Jim Carrey, I, I couldn't ever forget. It's kind of a return to form Jim Carrey. Yeah, I would say to me it feels less return to form and more greatest hits. There's a difference in returning to your roots and just kind of playing the classics, and it felt much more like Jim Carrey was kind of coasting a little bit on just being Jim Carrey. Okay. And I don't mean that by way. On the Jim Carrey level, it felt like coasting. That's what I mean. I mean, he was putting in 100% of the work. Like, he was putting in 100%. And just kind of watching it, I was like, I feel like I've seen this already at Ace Ventura. And I feel like I've seen this in The Mask. Like, Jim Carrey's not really being himself again. And kind of like, oh, it's like a new Jim Carrey kind of kooky performance. It's just kind of like, okay, he's just doing all the old classics this time. But now he has yeah. a mustache. Okay. That's just me. And I, I still loved it. Don't get me wrong. It kind of pulled me out a little bit every so often. It's like, there's Jim Carrey again. Jim Carrey's reared his yeah. ugly head. But yeah, those are kind of my thoughts on the movie. Well, you like this movie. I like this movie. It may surprise you to learn there are some people who didn't like this movie. That's right, gang. It's time to get on our thigh-high waiters and head into the tomato patch to pick some daddy's tomatoes. <laughs> Tomatoes, I missed you. Uh, so this first review is from Michelle. Name is spelled M-I-S-C-H-E-L-L-E. She gave this one star. I visited the bar prior to watching Sonic and ordered two drinks, and it took 30 minutes to make our drinks. End of review. We're back to our serial yeah. killer just talking about their experience around the movie. Like, I could understand if it was a Yelp review for the theater, <laughs> but it's just like... Maybe she thought this was Yelp. She thought Rotten Tomatoes was movie theater Yelp. Yeah, maybe. Well, but she didn't even mention the theater, so she blames Sonic for her drink being bad. You know, for a hedgehog that's supposed to be very fast, it took him 30 minutes to make the drinks. That would have been a better review. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked, I would have, I would have gave Michelle props uh, for that. I would have given her one star review, five stars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, somebody who did give this movie five stars is Jeff S., his review says, I saw Olive Garden and I clapped. End of review. So were those claps like like audible? He typed like... out clap. He typed out clap 30 times. He, he did clap 30 times. To- oh, okay, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Jeff loves his Olive Garden. He loves his Olive Garden. Oh, yeah, that's another thing, like, about this movie. There was, like, 
some product placement for uh was it zillow was it zillow like the um, yeah i think so yeah zillow was like a house finder and then um for olive garden specific it was like a weird joke which they, they said it twice they set up a joke and they paid it off at the end and a lot of people on rotten tomatoes were like i can't believe that they're shilling for olive garden it's like what are you yeah. talking about I don't know. I thought it was a really funny product placement because it's kind of making fun of James Markster's character a bit because mm-hmm. he's just a regular guy. He's <laughs> the whitest man. Like, he's the whitest man. He's he's just a normal guy. That's his whole character is he's normal guy. Donut Lord. Yeah, Donut Lord. God. Yeah. I thought it was kind of funny at the end. I, th- I thought the Olive Garden bit at the end was very funny. Oh, yeah. The payoff at the end where the U.S. government to thank them for basically saving everyone was to give them like a $30 olive garden gift right <laughs> like yeah amazing i think they should have like paid it off and had been like like he was going to be really excited about it but he was just kind of like oh really mm-hmm. that's it that would have been a good he was fucking stoked maybe there's an alternate take where he's just like doing flips around the general well medicine i'm all out of tomatoes i don't know if you have anything you'd like to add to the conversation oh i get it you're trying to get me to go into math facts yeah that's that's kind of the setup you know we've i know it's been a while since we've done this but be it gentle was, i mean you had one job yeah. you had one job yeah medicine. that's true well actually um I've decided, you know, in a cold sweat last night, a new, uh, <laughs> a new, a new bit came to me <laughs> that I just knew had to, I had to bring to the show. You know, MathX, it was great. It was everybody's favorite bit, for sure. Um, especially yours. Mm. I know it was yours. Mm. But I decided to mature a little bit. I've matured in the last, like, seven months. And I've decided to uh, introduce a new bit that I think is more sophisticated and just would really fit into a more highbrow audience and it's called madison's liquids and (laughs) Mm. and it's called madison's liquids and what do you think about that do you like the title i mean i don't call it mike's reviews (laughs) (laughs) every new episode i'm gonna bring a new drink to the table and you're gonna have to guess what i'm drinking no yes Yes. No. You, you got to play with me. You can ask me three questions about the liquid, and then you have to guess. And uh, okay, okay. Um, if you're <clears throat> wrong, if you're right, you you win. Now, I do want to say one thing. You did contractually, podcast law, agree to do twenty six editions of Madison's Math Facts. I will still do them. So here and there, we do have to continue at some points. We don't have to do it every episode, but. Yeah, like okay, I'm, I'm. Okay, it's okay. still a debt yeah. that I have. I have a lot of debts. So, like I don't mind taking another one. I, I don't mind taking another one. That's fine. So okay, I'm gonna get this in one question. Cool. Um, what is your first question? What are you drinking? It had to be yes or no questions. <laughs> no, you never said that. At the it's beginning. twenty questions. I win the first round no, already. No, no, no. First round knockout. I'm drinking something. The rest have to be <laughs> have to be yes or no questions. So you only have two more, and you have to get it exactly right. This is. What? I'm going to find a way to vex you. Would you like some lifelines? You can listen to me slurp it. Yeah, I'd like to have to call. Let me phone a friend here real quick. Okay, do it. Hey, Jackson, can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, so uh, we're recording Equalizers right now, and Madison has a new bit called Madison's Liquids, where I have to guess what they're drinking, and I get to phone a friend. Um, Oh, no. They just agreed to that because I told them I was doing it. So, uh... What do you think Madison's drinking? Mm. Okay, it's blustery outside, so kind of cold. So you probably something like warm and satisfying. Um, I'm gonna guess like a hot chocolate. All right, is it hot chocolate? It is not hot chocolate. You failed me, Jackson. Uh, once again, I can achieve nothing. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for trying. You're welcome. Good luck. Bye. I will say, Jackson, close. Close. Is it hot vanilla? No. Is it cold vanilla? No. Is it tepid vanilla? No. Is it tepid chocolate? No. Is it cold chocolate? Would you like to listen to me drink it? No, because that's terrible. That's clearly tepid vanilla. Well, I'll tell you, I don't recommend slurping that kind of liquid that way. (laughs) Is it like hit the back of my throat weird? Is it whiskey? No. Is it alcoholic at all? No. Is this bit still funny? I think so. Do you give up? 
gasoline. How many questions do I have left? I mean, you were supposed to only get three. I thought you said 20 questions. I said it's like 20 questions, but you only get three. <laughs> cool. You can get, yeah, I guess you can get 20 questions. It's coffee. It's just regular old coffee, black coffee that was made in a French press. Until mm. next time. I can't wait. I never thought I'd say this. I prefer math. Wow. Like, liquids have volume. Happenstantial math blasted. <laughs> now that we know that you're drinking coffee, and what I'm drinking will remain a secret forever because yeah. I'm a gentleman. <laughs> a gentleman doesn't talk about their liquids. Um... <laughs> a gentleman refrains from discussing their liquids in public. <laughs> Jesus. All right. You ready? Yep. We have 15 minutes. All right. So what are your thoughts? Okay. So... At the very end of the movie, there is, spoiler, a easy lead-in, or maybe not an easy lead, like, uh, into a sequel uh, where Tails shows up through a portal and is looking for Sonic for some reason. And mm -hmm. that's, like, kind of like a leading. No matter what we do, we have to, like, kind of go off of that, mm -hmm. I'd say. Um, or Tails has to be in the movie somewhere. The whole plot of the first movie is, Oh, Sonic's really powerful. They want his like energy. They want his they want his rings, and they also want his power mm -hmm. to go fast. Basically, well, they were really just after his speed and yeah. energy. They didn't That's even true. know about the rings to begin with. So I made a note here. I did a little bit of research into other Sonic villains in preparation, and I found one guy called um, Mammoth Mogul. Wow, he's a giant, basically woolly mammoth businessman. And what I was reading, he's basically kind of Tails' arch enemy. And so this is in the comics. I think not the more of the Archie comics um, thing. That, and if you are more interested in that, I will uh, direct you to the Sonic the Comic podcast. Uh, I'll put a link to it in the episode notes as well. They talk more about this kind of thing and they go through those comics. But I thought that could be interesting because Tails, when he appears, has like a scanner and says it's... If these readings are accurate, he's here. I found him. I just hope I'm not too late. You don't really say it's Sonic, so we don't know who he's looking maybe, for. So yeah. maybe he's chasing Mammoth Mogul. And then we can get into, like, big business as the villain. And he's, like, a behind-the-scenes businessman pulling the strings and that. The only other thing I wrote down, because I wanted to keep it loose and I didn't want it to be, like, strictly, we have to follow what the comics say about this guy. Um, he is in charge, or affiliated at least, with the Order of Ixis. I-X-I-S. Okay. So that's something we could also play with if we went that route. I like that. My, I have an idea written down. Sonic mm -hmm. Sonic goes so fast that he breaks the dimension barrier and goes into other movies or video games, which is kind of like Wreck-It Ralph. I will put this in here. We do have, canonically, Sonic enters the ECU because at the end of Super Mario Bros. Colon the movie, colon two, colon Mario's missing, colon the movie, Daniel does end it with Sonic and Tails appearing as per a portal. Um, we see uh, a portal open up and two pairs of feet come through. They're wearing red sneakers. And um, no. a, young, a young voice says, you know, where are we this time? And an older, kind of more cocky voice says, it doesn't matter. We're going to escape the city. I'm glad you brought this up because I was going to suggest that at the end of this movie, we lead to that somehow that's i think we have to yeah canonically. we have the a a to z or a to c what's the b mm -hmm. why is tails hunting for mammoth mogul i think he's hunting for mammoth mogul because mammoth mogul basically cashed out and went on the run like a like mm. a what's that famous businessman who uh, took all the money and jumped out of an airplane. Well, D.B. Cooper's the one who jumped out of an airplane and disappeared. Yeah, maybe he's like D.B. Cooper, but except like uh, instead of jumping out of an airplane, he jumped through the dimension portal. So he's looking for Mammoth Mogul's like riches. The riches of Mammoth Mogul? So is Tails like a cop or is this a revenge story? Like, is this I, the you killed my parents, prepare to I die? Think he's a treasure hunter. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, I'm down. I'm down. Okay, so that leads us to a new question then. Is Mammoth Mogul alive and operating, or did he hide his money here? Oh, maybe he had to ditch the money, and he doesn't quite know where it is yeah. either. So now it's like a contest or whatever. Like They're both trying to find the stash. Yeah, yeah. I think so, too. 
like tails is tracking him maybe like the interdimensional police are like on the for him but maybe it's also like tails is just a treasure hunter sure we had to figure out where sonic fits in and i'm not sure an obvious answer is the treasure is hidden somewhere in green hills yeah yeah and so that's why he gets involved is mammoth mogul still in charge of a company and so that he has like funding and backing he needs to have some forces. Yeah. So maybe he just ditched the cash through a portal so that he wouldn't get arrested. And now he's trying to find it again. I'm going to look up Mammoth Mogul just so I can, like, get a... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's kind of like Kingpin. Yeah. And so, like, my idea was that he um, is, like, more of the, like, no one... Like, I don't know. We, can, we introduced, like, Mr. Elefante or something. And that's, like, a, a, a very famous reclusive businessman that runs a lot of things nobody really ever sees him though and it's because actually it's mammoth mogul and he can't just go out in public like that that would be my idea but if we want to go with the treasure hunting angle and maybe he's still in like another dimension or whatever and he's just got portals here and they're like tails kind of did maybe he just like threw his riches and maybe he was getting arrested and he threw his riches into a portal so no one could have them because he planned to escape later and they ended up in Green Hills. Thinking about it now, maybe it should be some kind of thing that he had, like a jewel or a gem. There we go. Or a, a emerald. Because the Chaos Emeralds were not in the movie at all. It's illegal to have. And so he had to ditch it because they were being raided. So he just like kind of opened a portal, threw it through, and closed it again. So he's looking for it as well. He mm-hmm. still has his infinite business empire resources. Yeah. And now he's putting them through portals to come and find this. Because I just I think he needs to have like a faceless army that they have to fight as well because otherwise it's yeah, them yeah. versus a giant mammoth uh, man which works I like but this. I think this is good I think we I think we found it we have to somehow get to um, the second uh, Mario Brothers movie at the end but we'll get there something's gonna blow up and yeah. Sonic opens a portal runs him and tails through it and or we canonically make that there is a Chaos Emerald in the Super Mario Brothers movie universe. <laughs> well i mean it is there canonically there is because that's in the ecu and this is too now so yeah 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 canonically the chaos emeralds exist in the a team as well but we're getting off track <laughs> sorry canonically the chaos emeralds exist in lizzie mcguire the movie now that's true like we really opened a door i mean we did manage to backdoor <laughs> our way into the jumanji franchise also so like that's true anyway so we have i think we have like the basic structure kind of plotted out we got about five minutes let's talk about if there are there character arcs like this is tails like hungry for treasure alone it'd be a nice kind of antithesis to sonic in the first movie who's just desperately looking for companionship and like a family tails being more of a loner and not wanting help or companionship or friendship is kind of the obvious way to not do that again is donut lord and pretzel lady i can't remember their character names because i don't care are they in it do we have other townspeople? Do we get more of Deputy Wade? I don't think so. Like, the thing about the human characters is that it's so boring. Like, mm-hmm. I think they can be there, but I just don't think we can do a lot of story beats with them. Because, like, what's exactly. their story, right? Like, I, th- right. I think I think Sonic's probably motivation is to protect what he has. Um, and that this whole thing is disrupting that. And that would be Donut Lord's motivation, too, I think. Um, Let's just call him James. Like, since we don't remember what his last name is, but we know it's the actor's first name is James. Yeah. Let's just call him James for James now. James M. And, uh, or we could call him James Marst, because we don't know for sure the last few letters of his last name. All right, fine. <laughs> James, James Mars. James Marst. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm fine with him not really having an arc either. I think his involvement is more like he's still a cop there. He is protecting the town. Like, if any... Thing we needed to mobilize any sort of like police force or something to like block off roads or anything like that he could be the the go-to for that where sonic and tails are doing their own thing there's also a very easy kind of way to start this with he is the trained professional at like law enforcement and sonic is kind of a vigilante not like in a big way but like you know this doesn't seem like there's a town where anything much more than like a kid stealing some bubble gum from the store is the crimes that are committed. It's like Sonic, this is like a big deal and Sonic's trying to fight it. It's like every superhero movie where they're untrained and they're actually starting to do more harm than good. He can kind of be the tempering force and like the, you need to slow down, you need to think about it, et cetera, et cetera. Got it. 
And Tails can kind of exacerbate that. Like, also, like, yeah, you are way too impulsive. Well, in the movie, Sonic basically has superhuman abilities way more than uh, what was already established in the video games because he can, like, semi super slowed down time, or he's going so fast that, like, everything is slow, basically. So he can create EMPs. I don't know if that was in the games as well. Yeah. Which is basically like the character in Days of Futures Past. It's, it's, it's like the same sort of like ability. That creates EMPs? No, who slows down time. Oh, Quicksilver. Quicksilver, yeah. I was thinking about the EMPs, Quicksilver. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Quicksilver. Um, it's basically that. We've got about a minute and a half left just to like for broad strokes. Do they find the Chaos Emerald, do you think? Or do they like destroy it? Do they chuck it into a... I think it's like a race and I think they get it and they have to keep it safe and Tails is like has a pickup on the next one and that's how we get into the super mario brothers movie at the end like i think they need to keep it yeah. and i think it's like basically we're building maybe 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 um maybe this is where we introduce supersonic and like maybe what's the guy what's the evil guy's name woolly mammoth oh mammoth mogul mammoth mogul maybe he has all the other ones actually it's mm. like the, he just has his last one that he threw in so that way we don't have to like I think no matter what, they're only looking for one. I mean, the others can be hidden yeah. still. I just, my question though is because, and we can alter this, what we talked about earlier, it sounded like he was throwing it because it was evidence against him. So why would he throw one? Or maybe he threw all of them through different portals. And then he's already collected all the other ones? Or what do you think about that? I think that's good. If, if he doesn't have all the others, we could use Chaos Emeralds then in future films as kind of plot points That's we true. can still have that on the table as something to look for or to show up maybe they get distributed between dimensions at the very end so like they're looking I for see. like yeah and then that's why but okay. i was just thinking that like works. if we want to introduce supersonic he needs all the chaos emeralds so like that's like okay. i think they should all be in this movie and he do and sonic does that at some point but as far as like where they end up at the end i think we can work with that like put them in other dimensions and that's what leads into the super super mario brothers movie that is our time from here we're just gonna kind of flesh out i think a few of the ideas more uh, we have Tails show up and he's hunting the chaos emerald a question we never like really got to is where is it like we said in somewhere around green hills which is but is it like underground somehow somebody has it and they just don't know what it is is it like in the town hall museum or whatever like where is the thing maybe like a local mining place found it or like an archaeologist or something hmm. and it okay. is in like the town museum right now and but the town doesn't really have a museum it's like a kind of a one horse town like you know like it's yeah i mean my hometown has like a little bit of a museum above like town hall and it's like some pictures and then like address yeah. somebody owned from the past like it could be very which i think it'd be kind of funny to see what the green hills town museum has in it Right, like it's like a that that's actually really funny. So like this is old Willie's rocking chair that got struck by lightning, you know, while he was playing checkers or something like that. Like it's just really like this is like the first blueprint for the wrapping of the original Wrigley's gum. <laughs> like for me, it's funnier if it's all stuff that no longer like exists. Really, it's like this tab yeah, machine yeah, yeah. used to sit outside of whatever. Like it's products that product placement for products that don't exist anymore. That's that's good. I like that. So there's like a tab machine and then there's like this emerald this like This is the lax box of Oreo O's sold in America or whatever. <laughs> that's funny. The the Museum of Discontinued Products. <laughs> yeah, basically. I still think it's like the town museum. Like each of them has some story from the town. It's just in the meta sense, we're doing product placement for products that don't exist anymore. But like in the museum, it's like, it's like this sat outside of the post office since the very beginning or whatever, since like we built it in 19. <laughs> what if um, Donut Lord gets really excited because um, they don't have it on display, but somewhere in the museum, or maybe they do, they have like the blueprint for the first Olive Garden. <laughs> I just like stuff like that. Like just, <laughs> just like to build on like, to give to give him something to do. Oh, do we want to national treasure this, but with town history instead of like that? We kind of we can. Make I think it's going to be too complicated. <laughs> I think it's going to be too complicated about finding the emerald. That's fair. Is it in an olive garden? That's the next question. Is it in an olive garden? <laughs> it's in a red lobster. They're probably the same company. Uh, <laughs> it's in a ponderosa. It's in, in ponderosa, yeah. It's in the middle of a um, Texas Roadhouse uh, blooming onion. 
Jesus. So another thing we could do, like to involve Donut Lord, like maybe like the museum has it and they're just holding it for now because like from like the city, like San Francisco Museum's gonna take it off their hands, or maybe like the government's gonna take it off their hands, because it mm. is like obviously like a a big deal. Um so maybe mm-hmm. they display it at first, but then like the Donut Lord gets involved because the general from the first movie like contacts him. He's like, "We need to get that out of there. It's um, we we our research says that it's highly dangerous or whatever. We need to protect it." Also, this would work because the mammoth moguls like people could try to mm-hmm. steal it, and this plays into the idea like we were talking about of this is a town where like the biggest crime that happens is kids nick yeah. some candy, and suddenly you know, there's a break in at the museum. And now, and Sonic like rushes in to stop him, and somehow like breaks a bunch of shit in the museum. And now it's like, God damn it, Sonic! Yeah, like to make Mammoth Mogul like somewhat challenging. Like, what if um, okay, it can stay in the museum um, until the government gets there? But Sonic was like the person supposed to guard it, and Mammoth Mogul because he has mm. the, the other Chaos Emeralds, and he's basically like he's basically like Thanos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like and he like he's really mm-hmm. powerful and he can like he takes on Sonic and defeats him at first and then that's when Tail Oh so he shows up in person. Yeah, I think he shows up in person. Like I think um okay. it's him and his goons, whatever his goons are, I don't know. He probably has goons in the comics or something like that. But I mean, yeah, he's rich. He's a capitalist. He has goons. Sorry, essential workers. Um wow. We uh anyway, um he so he gets the Chaos Emerald, or does Sonic... I think Sonic gets away with it, because we can't have him get the exact thing he wants in the first, like, 15 minutes. That's true, yeah. So maybe um, in the middle of it, Tail shows up and mm-hmm. wrecks shit. Like, like, I think it's like, he's about to get it, and then Tails, like, ru- Tails rushes in and grabs it uh, before anything, and then there's, like, a fight scene of some sort, and then Sonic mm-hmm. grabs it and Tails, and then they head off that sounds good and the sonic has his rings so like as far as like getting somewhere right like mm-hmm. can he only go places that he knows no he, he doesn't have to know the place right arguably i don't think we need to worry too much about that point because mm-hmm. i don't know if he's ever been to egypt but it would be very easy for him to have got there by running so i don't think we need to like got it. debate it let's just say it doesn't matter what if sonic drops his rings but he has one mm-hmm. and he throws it to help him and tails escape um, and leaves Mammoth Mogul in the museum. And then it's um, Tails and... Well, I guess he, he can run so fast he can get anywhere. I would say if we're going to use the rings, we need to use them for dimension hopping and actually kind of explore not the multiverse, but they reference a lot of other worlds Sonic has been to. I think mm-hmm. it's time we see some of those. Not necessarily using the rings to hop distances across Earth. It's... Mm-hmm. If we're going to establish a multiverse, and at the end of the movie that all of the Chaos Emeralds get scattered across that multiverse, I think we need to start playing in that space. Yeah, in this true. movie, I think that's good. So, what if he goes? Do you think he interacts? What if he goes to the mushroom place and he interacts with Doctor Robotnik for a little bit, and then Doctor Robotnik escapes? I think that that's maybe at the end, as the portals open, they throw the Chaos Emeralds through. We can do like a post-credit scene of showing that scene again, and you just see Dr. Robotnik like creep out of one of the portals. Maybe he has that Chaos Emerald, like he caught it or something, and now he's sneaking back into this world with it. I like that. Yeah, I think like they do a run through a bunch of different... I, de- I think maybe like they're running through a bunch of different multiverses, sort of in a dimensions or whatever worlds yeah 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 i know what you mean and they in one of them is the mushroom world and we maybe see like a glimpse of dr robotnik at the, at the end or something mm-hmm. escaping and uh, what are some other worlds they could run through to like during this like high action chase scene uh i mean desert world water world the movie water world with kevin yeah, costner yeah. uh wayne's world let's do a world that's never been done before so Six hours later. I got nothing. What if there's like a candy land or something that's been done before? That works. I mean, there can also be in the comics, uh, especially with Mammoth Mogul and all that, that takes place in a city. I don't remember the exact name of that city. It's like Morbius City, I think, or Mobius City. What if there's a world and like they like Mammoth Mogul catches up to him because there's a world where there's something that... Um, because of the material that's it, it's made of, slows Sonic down. 
maybe there's like no gravity hmm. i think that i think we reference at least mobius uh it is a fictional planet that appears in this in several spin-off media of the sonic the hedgehog franchise yeah it's so it's basically like a place where humans and the anthropomorphic like sonic and tails animals like that all live like kind of side by side and it's fine but it's like so it's like a big city like san francisco or new york or whatever like they just run through that it's just a world that looks like ours except for it's like the bojack horseman world but sonic characters (laughs) they don't have to stop there but that's a fun reference to the games and the comics and stuff yeah that'd be good i do kind of like the idea they get a little bit stuck though on a world with the gravity is heavier or something so tails can't fly and sonic can't run maybe mammoth mogul this is that's kind of where they they get uh he catches up and maybe he has like a jetpack or something because he's a rich he because he's a rich guy and he can afford a jetpack um he's got a segway that can fly yeah exactly so yeah like i think that's probably like where he gets it and then what happens when mammoth mogul ha- has all the chaos emerald does he turn into superman with mogul <laughs> does he just get ginormous like he, he grows like insanely huge bigger than he has been and he becomes he becomes like a power rangers monster yeah he becomes like a kaiju and then he's trying to wreck maybe he returns to his world and he is from mobius in the comics and stuff so maybe that's the world he came from so maybe he he returns to mobius and because he's giant he's demanding he like he he's gonna try to take over the city and demand that everyone uh bow to him okay and then so that's is that like the halfway point because i feel like we haven't really a lot hasn't happened in the movie yet so is most of the movie them trying to stop superman with mogul and like he's already got it which i'm fine with that like we've put in the work i think that it's not a big deal of i think it's like an on the run movie like to me i think like through each one of those worlds there's like a few scenes and everything like i don't think it's just like a really fast like i think in the mushroom world there there's probably like some sort of like battle scene and then like i would say there's traps that robotnik has set not specifically for them mm-hmm. but he set up traps like because he's living there and it's like for his security he set up traps that they like activate and i don't know if we see robotnik until like the end of the movie where we like flash back to throwing all the chaos emeralds in the portals and we see him sneak out yeah. and he can be like where are the they can be like where do these things come from maybe he made drones out of birds and, <laughs> and like like wood and stuff like i like the or mushrooms i guess yeah. but i like the idea that sonic like we don't have jim carrey really in the movie and at all until he sneaks out there so sonic is like no we got to keep moving i don't want to stay here like we can't stay here yeah 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 or else robotnik will find yeah. us and he gets trapped. But maybe Mammoth Mogul gets trapped in one of his, like, traps, too. And they're, like, they're all trying to escape this this world. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I like the idea of of it's just a nonstop chase. I think we need to maybe go to e- talk about each of the worlds just for, like, a mm-hmm. minute and, like, what the threat is yeah. there. And then we can cap it off with, like, a big fight in Mobius. And maybe that's where Egg or, um, yeah, Eggman, Ro- Robotnik, escapes, too. So then when he comes back, inevitably, he's got more information about, like... Yeah the other worlds at large and some of the like more advanced tech that Mobius might have, etc. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want the first world to be the mushroom world or should that be maybe later? No, I think that, I think that's like near the end and they just like pass through it. There's maybe not as much of a threat. So maybe like the first couple worlds, they just like, we see them run past. And then once they get to like water world, I know there's like a crack in or something with tentacles that they have to try to get past. Yeah. And then after that, but like the first couple worlds, we just see them breeze by very quickly. And one of them can be, and tails can even like throw out the name like this is where he's from or whatever like yeah yeah so in let's add like one more world where there's like a thing because we have mobius we have um we have the mushroom world we have the zero gravity world um or the extra gravity extra gravity world yeah 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 i mean zero gravity is an option that'd be kind of fun and zero gravity no one can hear you run yeah Another one of our classic bits. Yeah. Um, so, just need one more world. That's you like, mentioned a Candyland. Um, I throw a water world, so there could be like a monster threat. What would a Candyland threat look like? What if it's like a place where they think it's like really chill and it's going to be a great place to like hang out? And maybe it's not like a, maybe it's not like a Candyland, but it's like a junk food world. Like, and there's like a chili dog hmm. tree. Oh. <laughs> like, you know, like stuff good. like that. Um, and they think it's really cool until a. Maybe there's like a whole, 
maybe there's a huge candy monster or something or like maybe there's a candy kraken maybe we combine ours oh candy kraken is really fucking cool twizzler tentacles yeah twizzler tentacles um sorry licorice tentacles yeah well, we could trademark it they're, they're all about dropping brands yeah it's just... <laughs> oh my god twizzlers they're the only brand that exists in this world in this candy world all the other candy is uh is all of the citizens are wearing shirts made out of twizzler wrappers all their clothes are made out of twizzler wrappers yeah yeah god maybe there's like a volcano or something and then like they uh, with like but like melted bubble gum or something or you know like or maybe it's hot chocolate Mm -hmm. or something like that the desert's made of like fun dip sugar yeah exactly i think it's going to be like i'm digging this really cool and then because they're eating the world or whatever it's upset like the old Mm. god and it's like a cthulhu like (laughs) we're getting into kong skull island now yeah yeah so they they've upset an old god like candy monster who is uh chew thulu chew thulu and he's a big gum monster um yeah i like that (laughs) his tentacles are made of twizzlers yeah this is great can we just erase everything we've said before and this is the whole movie yeah yeah and his like head is a huge gumball yeah yeah that's great so they have a fight with him or like maybe like they're just trying to escape him i think he's i think i think chuthulu is indestructible and he <laughs> and he cannot be killed oh yeah it's like a it's like a hydra where they bite through a tentacle or whatever and it grows back mm-hmm. or yeah or another one grows two more grow in its place uh but yeah that's much more of a like we have to survive this fight we don't win this fight yeah exactly and then so next they would go to the mushroom world i think and that's where they encounter Robotnik's traps. What are like two traps that would be fun? Or three traps because there are three of them. I like it. There's an idea that there's a tripwire that Sonic activates, but the rock, like the big boulder that it would drop on him is actually like two miles away because he's so fast. The tripwire's here. The rock is here. So by the time he's under it, it would yeah. what if, hit him. Yeah. Like what if he trips the tripwire and it's the thing that um, Mammoth is is running from because he's chasing them. And that wrecks his like flying Segway, whatever. So now he's like not quite as fast on, or not quite as hot on their heels. Yeah, yeah. And then for Sonic, I I like the idea of there being some sort of like rudimentary mushroom drones that Robotnik has made. I'm fine with that. I'm like, not going to fight you on the mushroom drones. Yeah, I'm good with that. I think it's really funny. I don't. I just don't know how they work. Maybe they're just like, I, I, I like it's some he he did it somehow. I don't know how. I mean, he had he had tech from his fighter jet plane. That's true. He could build drones with that. Yeah. Like, I think it's fine. Yeah. And it's just like shooting little like portobello mushrooms out of them and it's like tripping them up or something. But they're on fire. But they're on somehow fire. Yeah. Because... Yeah. So I think that's maybe those two things. So there's like the boulder and the drones and. Um... I mean, I still think like a spore cloud isn't a difficult. Well, like there's one part of it where they're running on mushrooms and that's like. Pfft, poofing up spores what if it's a spore cloud and it makes them just go very slow like like they're just like uh, they're like start that's talking, funny like 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 slow-mo yeah, yeah. so it's, slow-mo spores i'm into it yes yeah, i love it slow-mo spores that that's fine i think those are good i think that's all good and then they escape and then i think the next place is the super gravity world and Mm-hmm. We already kind of built that scene where, like, they were just run. They just can't. They can barely move. Mm-hmm. And then, because he, he because uh, Mammoth has a jetpack, he the emerald and moves on to the next. Uh, goes back to um, what was the city called? Mobius. It's the planet, but I think maybe at that point he's just big enough and strong enough that he's less affected. Like he's just strong enough to kind of muscle through it where they're That's not. True. So he just catches up yeah. to him, grabs it, takes the ring, a ring, goes home with yeah. the. The emerald and leaves yeah. them there which moves to the climactic boss fight of giant mobius giant mammoth giant mammoth um in giant mammoth in mobius city uh sonic mm-hmm. tails be him and there's a great scene though where they go into a bar and we see knuckles sitting at the bar and they're like hey we need your help and he tells him to fuck off just yeah. like wolverine exactly i think we see amy i think we see all the, i think we see the crocodile guy we see everybody where like they're just like passerby they're people who live in the city and um <laughs> we see we see the very realistic looking princess from the sonic adventure or whatever i understand all these references yeah. and then 
It's the one that kisses Sonic or whatever. It, it's fucking weird. Where's that mouse with bat wings or whatever? What about her? Is she in yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course she is. Batty Sally. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Big the Cat is definitely somewhere. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's like fishing in a pond. Anyway, does this fight take place in the street or do they fight him in his own building? I think he is so giant. I think he's like big as the buildings. That's what I was thinking. So he's like holding the city okay. hostage and he's basically like surrender to me or i'll destroy the entire city so he's basically like a godzilla type monster who's holding the city hostage and sonic and sonic and tails show up to fight fight him and try to get the the chaos emeralds away from him how do they do that that's what i think we need to work on next like does he have them he just has them so like they have to it's not like a gauntlet like i don't want to make him like thanos so in the comics or the games or whatever, because I'm not as familiar with all of the of the lore as you are, when he becomes supersonic because he has all the chaos emeralds, do they combine into like one jewel that he has like on his forehead or his chest or something like that? Does he just have them in a pocket somewhere? Like, does he have to does he put put them up as all butt? my sonic knowledge is very like mm-hmm. from like a passerby, not like a, <laughs> I've never really played them. So let me like mm-hmm. look up Sonic and supersonic and what he looks like. Yeah, he just looks like a yellow, like, gold Sonic. So that's basically, like, I don't know what we want to create. We could create, like, a necklace or some sort of, like, maybe rings for Mogul. Like, maybe it's, because he's a Mogul, he has uh, big rings on. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking, we can have him, it doesn't have to be visual, maybe just every so often as they hit him, one of the Chaos Emeralds comes out. And he gets like smaller and less powerful. Yeah, yeah. He shrinks a little bit each time. And then, yeah, I think that's good. And then Sonic's catching them. And then by the end, he has all seven. He becomes supersonic. And yeah. then... What if, um, like, Sonic is fighting him and Tails is gathering the emeralds as they're coming out? So we give Tails something to do. Because I don't mm-hmm. I don't know what Tails has been really been doing besides just being mm-hmm. there. Yeah. With an on the run movie, we haven't really dug into any of the character interactions, but I don't think we yeah. need to really. Um, we kind of abandoned the Sonic is learning patience and temperance yeah, or whatever, yeah. but I'm fine with that. Yeah, and I think like at the end they get them. I think Tails is in his biplane, maybe collecting them, and then okay. uh, Mogul, like after he has all of them, like he like uh, all of them but one, he like knocks them out of the sky, and then Sonic has to grab the last one, and then he goes and checks on Tails, and it looks like Tails is dead. But he's not really, but it makes Sonic really mad. Then it activates the emeralds. Then he turns into Super Sonic and is able to defeat um, Mogul after that. I like it. I think that he also grabs like a handful of rings as he like knocks Mogul maybe out or at least down, throws the rings with one hand. So there's seven of them. And then he like throws the emeralds yeah. through as well. That's how they get to the different. And then I know because again, he would need to end up. Maybe he has tails as well. I'm not sure. He picks up Tails because it looks like Tails is dead. He's supersonic. He blasts through Mammoth Mogul, throws the rings, throws the emeralds, and then he and Tails bolt through one of the portals. Yeah. And are gone. And we see the whatever Mobius police come yeah. to arrest Mammoth good. Mogul. And yeah, and then it leads into the The end of Super Mario Bros. Cole in the movie, Colin two, Colin Mario's missing Cole in the movie. And the line that he says is we gotta escape this city. So that makes sense. Yeah. Alright. And there it is. There it is. Well, and then we, and then you know, credits ball. While after credit scene, we see that scene again of him throwing them and running through, and then like the camera pans over to like the far left portal, and we just see Doctor Robotnik like poke his head around the portal, like yeah. ooh, and then he crawls out, yeah, and like scurries away. And he he actually he grabs one of the emeralds. Perfect. Actually, I want that to be not a post credit scene. I want the post credit scene to be Mammoth Mogul's like business tower and you hear like oh so like oh mr mogul i thought you were in jail and it comes in and jim carrey has done the his giant dr uh, robotnik mustache to look like mammoth horns and he's okay. just like very clearly per- trying to pretend to be mammoth mogul. Yeah, some good jim carrey comedy right there that's just some good jim carrey comedy and who do we think is um, fun for the whole what, family what comedy comedy genius is playing uh mammoth mogul on this I think we get somebody who's kind of funny but not necessarily like as this doesn't need to be as broad a performance as Jim Carrey does, this maybe is more like... What if it's Christopher Walken? Sonic, I gotta have my emeralds. That's bad, I'm cutting that. No, that's good. You gotta leave that. I think I think that's pretty... Like, what do you think? 
you throw someone out there. The Rock. I'm just thinking of big muscle guys yeah. anyway. I mean, it's going to be CGI mostly, so it doesn't matter too much. He's a big elephant man. Somebody who's got that voice. I mean, Keith David obviously is a... Keith David would be good. Um, very intimidating. Sounds very... Uh, my vote would probably be for Keith David. I, there's somebody who need They need like a certain... Like a... Ed Asner would be interesting because yeah. he did a lot of voiceover work for characters yeah i actually i think ed asner would be the for me the choice okay i'm i'm good with that but keith david voices knuckles <laughs> he's like fuck off I don't, I, who would voice knuckles i've never heard knuckles's voice so i don't really know what he's supposed to sound someone like. someone that's like really moody and mark Wahlberg. mark Wahlberg, sure <laughs> that's pretty good actually i see that um okay cool so did we do it i think we did it i think we went it went pretty well if we did it then that's credits on another episode of the equalizers madison jones tell the people where they can find us they can of course find us on spotify itunes google play uh podbean uh your nearest speaker bluetooth speaker just speak the name equalizers into it and we will start playing i swear just head over to your uh, computer and hook up to your neighbor's Bluetooth speaker and just start playing the equalizers for them. Make sure you start with Beetlejuice 2. I'll also hook over to the internet. Pay for nothing. <laughs> As always, you can get in contact with us on Facebook and Twitter at The Equalizers. Our Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com. We are on Instagram at the underscore equalizers. Next time. So. For the Equalizers, I'm Madison Jones. I'm Mike Knoll. In his house at Milky Way, dead Chuthulu waits streaming. To be continued. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Stargazing mega fast. You hit me like a cosmic blast. You're giving me a technicolor world. Putting me in overdrive, speed of light, I'm so alive, could you?